This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are coming to you live from on the road. The Oyo Hotel and Casino is the spot. Underground Lounge is where we're officially located. We do it every single Monday night as we prepare for Monday Night Football. Tonight is no different. Week 9 gets wrapped up. The Chicago Bears and the Pittsburgh Steelers square off. And you can see the action all right here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Uh, my man Danny's got my, my back here. Damon Cotton in the home studio. Your boy Q holding it down. Uh, Going to be here with you on the airways for the next couple hours. And then, of course, hang out with you for quite a while going into Monday Night Football. Probably at least all the way up until halftime. But uh, you got plenty of time to ditch the job that you're at right now. You know, because work's overrated anyway. Get out of there. It's Monday night. Head on over here. Hang out. We've got the best seats in the house we're going to be hooking up. That's, well, wherever you want to sit in front of one of these massive TVs that are here on location. Also, nachos for four, a couple pitchers of beverages. Get you hooked up of your choice, whatever you want. We got you. And we've got all kind of prizes. When I say all kind of prizes, I say that all the time because we give out a lot of stuff around here, which is impressive. I've worked at radio stations that we give out nothing. It's like, hey, thanks for coming, but we really don't have anything for you. Here we give out a lot of stuff. We have Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirts. We have Raider Modelo T-shirts. We have Raider Nation Radio 920 koozies. We have cups. We have nice little uh, Mardi Gras-style beads, Raiders and Modelo. And on top of this, my man Pops, who's back in Central Texas, who's a big Hooters fan, my man Pops will be so proud to know that there's a 2022 Hooters calendar out, and it's on, it's on the table right here. Gianna Tulio from Boca Raton, Florida. She's on the cover. Pops will be proud because I sent him a 2021's calendar, but it's 2021. It's already November, so it's almost done. There's a 2022 calendar. So I might have to go ahead and send another one to Pops just to get him prepared for the 2022 season or year. Either way you look at it, you could take these uh, prizes home. Plus, I got a bunch of tickets. UNLV versus Hawaii. Rebel football, who's now in the win column officially. What do you know about that, Damon? Ah, man. I tweeted, this is the day Marcus Arroyo became the head coach of the UNLV football team. Yeah, you're right. Well, he picked up a W. And uh, that was nice. Nice little win over New Mexico. New Mexico's not a very good team, but I'm not going to take away I don't care. To me, they're Alabama. I'm not (laughs) going to take away. Look, man, I said I'm not taking away from the victory at all. You beat who's on your schedule. You beat who's in front of you, and they did. They got a victory. I'm very happy for those players, especially the Chuck Wagon, who's now the all-time leading rusher in the history of UNLV. Thought that was awesome. I followed along on that game on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. And then when I got to the house, I turned it on the TV and realized I should have just left it on the radio. That was the worst broadcast I ever seen. Not by the guys that were doing the broadcast, but that channel stinks. It was on Stadium. That was the most awful channel. I don't even know if those two words go together back to back. But that was an awful, awful television broadcast. That Stadium. Hopefully they're not a sponsor. I don't think they are. <laughs> we do high-quality stuff around here. We wouldn't, we wouldn't do that kind of thing. But uh, 
tuned in to uh, ESPN Las Vegas and listened to the broadcast and heard Marcus Arroyo pick up his first victory. So congratulations to the run, to the UNLV Rebels, excuse me, Renner Rebels getting their season underway. Basketball will be going. Pretty excited about that. And then I also, before we get started, as I was talking about Monday Night Football, I got to give Tennessee Titans, got to give them a lot of credit. DeMond, so you're two for two today. You're already starting off on fire. What a big victory they had over the L.A. Rams in SoFi Stadium Sunday Night Football. Heck of a performance, man. The defense really came to play. Gave Matt Stafford. We all know my feelings on Matt Stafford, so I'm not going to go back there. Made him look very pedestrian. Average. Very average at best on Sunday. But a great job by Tennessee. And, wow, what a way to bounce back after losing their big dog player, and Derrick Henry. What a way to bounce back, have a very convincing victory. And shout-out to Adrian Peterson, the man who never gets old. All day. Getting in the end zone, the heart of Palestine, Texas, stand up. Very, very uh, happy for him to get in the end zone late in the game there just to seal the deal on that victory. So, Damon, you're feeling good about yourself. Raider Nation, I know you're not feeling as good about yourself. I know that was a tough Tough uh, game. Take it on the chin on Sunday. Watch that game, and I mentioned it on Friday. I didn't know what what the I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't. Given all the circumstances, just didn't know what to expect from the Silver and Black. I knew their talent level. I know how much talent's on the team. I know how much talent's still on the team. It just wasn't on full display. And so, one of my questions I have for you today on the show. Matter of fact, I got a couple good questions. What would you consider Sunday, Raider Nation? Was that a one-off game for the Raiders? Or because of the history of the team the last few years in the back of your mind, or maybe in the front of your mind, do you start to feel like this is the beginning of a potential second-half collapse? I want to know your, your answer. I'm not saying that I believe that because I'll tell you off top, I don't. I think that was a one-off day, a bunch of bad circumstances that went into that game, not making excuses because, well, these guys are professionals, and no matter what's going on at some point, when 10 o'clock comes and it's time to kick off, they got to kick off and go play a game. They played a game. It was Derek Carr's worst day of the season, worst game of the season, and it was a bad day to have a bad day, but they did it. But I do want to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts. What would you consider Sunday? Is that a one-off game? Do you think that they'll have an opportunity to rebound? And, oh, by the way, coming up next is the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday Night Football. It's not a team that you look at and say, oh, that's a get-right game. But they're not the same team that they've been over the past couple years, so they they obviously have uh, cracks in the armor. They have some warts. Their warts seem like they're getting bigger each and every week. But, hey, look, to the credit, they found a way to win a, a game on, uh, on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. So I want to know that. And then also today there were some roster moves made by the Silver and Black. Damon Arnett, who we, speak, we spoke on on Friday, and I said, and I quote, somebody needs to sit that man down and let him know his career is he's throwing it away by foolishness off the field. And I hope that someone catches him before it's too late. Well, that video that had surfaced and was all over the Internet and was all over Twitter and really hit, hit Twitter, I think, full throttle really on Saturday even more, that was enough. That was enough to seal the deal. The former 2020 first-round draft pick was released earlier today, was waived, excuse me, waived earlier today. Mike Mayock actually had an impromptu teleconference with the media. I think we got the email at 11 for an 11.15 media session. We were like, whoa, okay, teleconference, here we come. So credit to uh, Bobby Back at the home studios, Bobby was able to react quick, fast, in a hurry and make sure we had that covered and had it recorded. I know JT played it in its entirety in his show, but I'm going to do the same in a couple of minutes. But I also want to know your thoughts on the roster moves. Damon Arnett, 
released after one year with the team, former first-round draft pick. Also on the teleconference, Mike Mayock affirms that Deshaun Jackson is now an official member of the Silver and Black. If you heard Rich Basaccia's media session a little while ago, he had it about 1 o'clock. I asked him specifically, do you expect Deshaun Jackson to be up to speed where he might be able to play on Sunday? And do you think that he may return some kicks at some point? Does he envision them? He said he didn't envision them returning punts at any time, anytime soon, but you never know. And then they're going to try to get him some reps throughout practice and see what he could do. Maybe he's going to be available for a handful of snaps on Sunday. So Deshaun Jackson is not, you know, the end-all, be-all as far as wide receiver. He's not going to be the guy that's going to go and just put the team over the top, but he's an added piece. He's an added piece. He's more depth. Uh, he's got speed. He's got speed, and he's got more speed, something that the Raiders did not have on display on Sunday as they took on the New York Giants and ultimately lost 23-16. to so those are the two questions I want to throw out there. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Also the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Coming up as far as guests on the show today, coming up next, as a matter of fact, we're going to have Mike Mayock's media session that he had teleconference. We'll have that in about a minute or so from now. But at 3 o'clock, we'll have Brian Custer from ESPN Sports Center, Last Stand Podcast, Showtime Boxing. There was a big fight that happened in Las Vegas over the weekend, Canelo and Plant. I was watching that fight. I watched the whole card, and I thought it was outstanding. I thought it was a great job, and Brian Custer is as cool as it comes, man. He's one of the, the greats in the business. He'll join us to talk about the fight. He'll join us to talk about the whole card, and he'll talk to us. I'll ask him because he's a, he's a smart dude. He's been covering sports in general, doing college football play-by-play. I mean, he's around the game. He knows what's up. We're going to talk about young dudes in the league, young athletes in general that have so many opportunities but blow, the, blow their opportunities by off-the-field foolishness. In the matter of less than a week, we've seen two former first-round draft picks of the Raiders. Just, a, uh, what, 2019? No, 2020. Both last year. Yeah, both 2020. Both gone. Henry Ruggs, we know what happened with him. Damon Arnett, we know what happened with him. Both gone. Those are former first-round draft picks that just basically threw everything away. Henry Ruggs has a lot more he's dealing with than Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett's just got maturity issues. There was a report. I couldn't believe it. And it's funny how things roll out after the fact. But Ian Rappaport put out a tweet earlier today that in the matter of a month, Damon Arnett's rookie year, he crashed four rental cars. In the matter of a month. Let that sink into your brain real quick. In the matter of a month, a young man crashed four rental cars. At what point, if you're the rental company, do you not give him a car? And I'm sure he can get anybody. He could have got me to rent him a car. Q, can you get me a car? I mean, there's ways around it. Look, we've all been there, done that. If you don't have the proper, you know, paperwork or, or licenses or whatever to get certain cars, there's ways around that kind of stuff we get. But four in a month? That's once a week. Like, come on, dog. It's, I said it before. At some point, it's you. That's him. There was issues. There was multiple reports when he was drafted that he had some off-the-field issues at Ohio State. And you'll hear Mike Mayock in a matter of seconds say, hey, they thought that the risk was, was worth the reward. The reward was going to be greater than the risk. Clearly it wasn't. So we'll have Brian Custer come on at 3 o'clock to talk a lot of things, but really want to dive into that Canelo plant uh, card because I thought that was outstanding. And then at 3.30 we'll have two-time Super Bowl champion Jim Plunkett join the show. He's on a flight right now, so we pushed his time back a little bit. Normally he joins us at 2.30, but want to ha- make sure he's off his plane and he's – you know, properly situated before he joins the show. So he'll join us at 3.30 basically to close things out. 
So, Raider Nation, it's on you. The first hour, I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 in the Sam and Ash text line. 69187, keyword R&R. Right now, though, I want to go to what we heard earlier today about 11 o'clock. No, 11.15, excuse me. About 11.15, GM Mike Mayock had a quick teleconference to talk about the waving of Damon Arnett and also the, the signing of Deshaun Jackson. Hey, everybody. Uh, I apologize for the forum, but apparently everybody's all over the country. I'd much rather be looking everybody in the face and uh, do, do our best here, though, to convey what's going on. Um, today, today we waved Damon Arnett. Um, very painful decision. We spent significant time, effort, and resources trying to help him in all facets of his life. There have been a series of bad decisions over the last year or so, but we can't stand, we cannot stand for the video of Damon with a gun threatening to take a life. The content was unacceptable. Contrary to our values, and our owner, Mark Davis, has been very clear and very consistent that this is not how we will conduct ourselves in this community. The bottom line the Raiders will not tolerate this type of behavior. On a personal note, I've talked to Damon, his dad, a couple others in his life. From my perspective, he's a very talented young man with a good heart. If he cleans up his life, I know he can make a living in the NFL. But not now with the Raiders. Having said all that, we're going to open it up for a couple of questions, and, and then we're going to get back to business. Hi, Mike. Levi Damian, USA Today. I was just kind of wondering, um, I imagine you guys did as much homework as you could during the 2020 um, draft process. Was there anything in there that uh, about his character that gave you any kind of concern whatsoever? Yeah, there was significant concern, and, and most of the teams around the league were very aware of it. Um, we spent an awful lot of time trying to understand his behavior and really what kind of tilted everything in the direction of, okay, let's go ahead and draft him um, was that we knew that coaching staff pretty well. We knew what they had asked him to do his last year at Ohio state. They felt very strongly that they knew who we had on our staff and that we'd be able to work with this young man and not only help him on the football field, but help him in his life. And, um, you know, obviously in hindsight, we weren't able to do it. And I know people were, a lot of people, including myself, we were all concerned about this. But we, at the time, we thought it was an acceptable risk. And obviously it's painful on all levels. Mike Q Myers, Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, you guys talked multiple times about high character guys. So the risk was uh, worth the reward or you thought that the reward would be bigger than the risk as far as the high character guys go and Damon Arnett. Yeah, we came in, and, and let's let's back go back a little bit here. In 2019, when I got here, I mean, we talked a lot about foundation players and high-character players. And the 2019 draft class, I mean, just off the top of my head, it was Clay Farrell, Josh Jacobs, John Abram, Mullen in the second round, uh, Crosby and Foster Moreau in the fourth round, Hunter Renfro in the fifth round. Um, we had Alec Ingold as a free agent. A.J. Cole, our punter. So just kind of mentally clipping down that list, there are eight or nine starters there. 
And even more importantly, every single one of them is a high-character guy that has been good in the community, great in our locker room. And it's, it's, if you talk to some of the veterans in our locker room that have been with other teams, they point to that group of guys as the core, the young core of players that's going to help the Raiders get to the next level. Good football players. You can argue all you want about what you expected out of some of them. You prop, Some of them may have underperformed. Some of them may have overperformed. But the bottom line is we've got a really good group of young core veterans that are excited about being Raiders. That's the 19 class. The 20 class, you're right on target. We had seven picks. We're down to three. Brian Edwards in the third round, Simpson, and Amik Robinson in the fourth round. And obviously, we just lost Ruggs and Arnett, our two first-round picks in a period of seven days. So uh, am I sick to my stomach right now on a lot of levels? Yes. Um, I mentioned we found the risk acceptable after doing more homework on Arnett than anybody we've done in the, in the years I've been here. Um, and obviously, we missed. And that is 100% on me. The 21 class at this point, you know, we had seven guys. Jimmy Morrissey was on the practice squad. He got poached by Houston. And Leather, Leatherwood, uh, Mary gets safety, and Hobbs are all starting. Uh, Gillespie and Diablo have become really important special teams guys and are going to become good players. And you're going to see more Malcolm Kuntz coming up. So this class, 21, it's early. It's way early. But we feel really good about them both as football players and people. So I understand the perception from the outside looking in because of this past week. I get it. I understand it. But we couldn't feel further than that perception. We think the truth is we got a good young core. I love the way Coach Bisaccia is working with these kids. They're all buying in. We had a, we had a bad day yesterday, but I can't wait to, to see how we get challenged this week, how we challenge these players, and we come out and play against Kansas City. Mike, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated. A question for you. When you look at that 20 class, how much did COVID's impact and the restrictions on, on really scouting and spending time with guys affect that class because your others haven't been? I mean, I, I hated all the, the Zoom calls and, and the lack of personal interaction. However, all 32 teams dealt with the same situation, and there can be no excuses. So um, was it frustrating and difficult? Hell yeah, but it was all 32 teams. Like I said, Josh, do you need, as an organization, do you need to reassess how you, how you weigh character in the draft, or do you believe the 2020 is just a one-year blip? Well, I mean, Josh, I think I just went through the three years I've been, and um, I don't want to call it a blip. It's significant. Um, but I think in 19 and 21, we've done a heck of a job, both with football players and character, and we're going to continue to be consistent with that. Um, I've had several conversations with the owner. Um, I know how I feel in my heart of hearts, and um, it, it, <laughs> it's just as important to me that these guys are good people in this community as it is that they're good football players. Mr. Mayock, uh, speaking about the Levi Edwards with uh, Raiders.com, do you believe that 
being in Las Vegas for a young player, do you think that's a little harder to, you know, be able to manage and discipline? Or do you believe that uh, where a city, you know, where a player is in any city, it doesn't matter. They have to say discipline no matter what. There's always conversations about different players and what their, their quote fit is in a community. You know, is a country, can a country kid live in a big city or vice versa? Um, there's always conversation. What kind of culture does the kid come from? How will, how will he fit? And I think that's part of the conversation. Uh, we always talk about the fit for a young man. That will he fit here? And we do have to be aware of Vegas. I mean, there's no, but, but my thing is this, in just about any mid to big size city in the country, if you want to find trouble, you can find it. And, and our job is to find the kids that will get past that. Like Adam Hill, Las Vegas Review Journal. You mentioned there was concerns about Damon at Ohio State, and obviously we've seen some things come out this week. In between, uh, what was what was kind of his relationship, his demeanor with the team, and were there things in between that we don't really know about? I don't know what may or may not come out from anything. I, I mean, I think a awful lot of things came out this week. Um, what I do know is that when he got here in, in 2020, uh, obviously coming through COVID, um, he got hurt with a couple different situations his rookie year. Uh, he ended up losing weight. He had some nutrition issues. I mean, it was a tough year last year in 2020 um, for a lot, a lot of guys around the league. So no excuses. Um, it was a tough year for him. We were hoping he came back in, had the weight back up where it was supposed to be this year, was in great shape, came in, started to compete, and, of course, got hurt again. So I, I, I think – more than anything, he's been bitten by the injury bug, uh, and the bottom line is what got him was the off-the-field issues. We good, guys? Okay, Mike, Paul uh, Gutierrez here from Paul Gutierrez here from ESPN. Um, Deshaun Jackson posting that he's in the facility <laughs> trying on helmets. Any comment there? Um, yeah, um, he he signed his contract a little while ago. He's a Raider. Uh, he's He's kind of a Bay Area kid, as you all know, who went to Cal. Um, he told us point blank in our Zoom call the other day he'd look pretty good in the silver and black. There you go. There's a Raiders GM Mike Mayock right there from earlier today. And really, I mean, just it was all about Damon Arnett for the most part. He talked about Deshaun Jackson and that he looked pretty good in the silver and black. And, you know, he did go to Cal Berkeley. Of course, he's an L.A. dude originally, but went to Cal Berkeley and, um, you know, I, I know he's excited seeing his Instagram pictures. I know he's excited about joining the Silver and Black. And for anyone who's, uh, you know, been following the Raiders for quite a while, there was a time period about maybe seven years ago where uh, there was a DJAX to Oakland hashtag going around. Everyone thought Deshaun Jackson was going to be a member of the Silver and Black then. He ultimately was not, and now he is. And, again, he's older, but he's still got wheels, and he can bring an element to the table uh, to the game that they didn't have, obviously, on Sunday. So, Again, just wanted you to hear what GM Mike Mayock had to say. When the GM talks, you listen. It's very rare that he meets with the media, especially the, the quickness that, that they did that, and, and he was able to, to hop on and had to do the conference call because a lot of the media are coming back from New York. And I guess me not going to New York, that was the, the beauty of it. I was able to be right there on Johnny on the spot and be there, uh, you know, in studio to make sure that I was part of that media session. Also with Rich Basaccia, there was only a couple of us. I believe Hondo Carpenter and myself were the only two that were there from the media. Uh, Vinny joined by way of telephone, you know, kind of listening on conference call on, on a on a speakerphone. But when you're coming back from New York, man, it's tough to get back. So 
Uh, credit to the Raiders for at least letting everyone know that something was going on so, you know, everyone could be involved in the conference call if, if at all possible. Uh, again, something that every team doesn't do. Some teams would have just gone out there and said, oh, nobody's here? Cool. And just gone through the motions and called it a day. So you got to give the silver and black a lot of credit for that. And getting rid of Damon Arnett and, and not trying to force it, even though he's a former first-round pick, not forcing it. Hey, this ain't cutting it. This kind of behavior is not cutting it. You're gone. One year. That's all he was. NFL, what does it stand for? Not for long. So hopefully, and I mean this in all sincerity, I hope Damon Arnett gets the help he needs because his, his immature activities and putting out a video, and I spoke about this in pretty good length on, on Friday, him putting out a, a video, regardless if he sent it as a direct message to somebody or not, even being threatening to somebody, as somebody who is somebody, you cannot do that. I mean, John Smith can send a video to someone and say, hey, I'm going to kill you, and it's going to be okay. And I don't mean John Smith, my buddy. I mean just in any average John Smith can do it and get away with it. Someone named Damon Arnett that's, you know, attached to something, which is an organization, the Raiders organization, you cannot ever, you shouldn't do it anyway, but you can't get away with it if you're attached to an organization that's just not going to cut it. And the dude has some kind of ability. He wouldn't be in the league if he didn't. And hopefully for him, someone sits him down, talks to him, and has that come-to-Jesus conversation. And maybe this losing what he has will allow him to realize, hey, man, I better straighten up or else I'm going to be a done deal sooner than, than I expected. So uh, that's all you can really do, man, is hope for these cats. But there you go. It's another draft pick from the Raiders. 2020, let me tell you, Henry Ruggs, cut. Now, I will say this. I'm not going to lump him into that was a bad pick because I don't think Henry Ruggs was a bad pick. I just we all know what happened with Henry Ruggs, and there was the inevitable. He's out. Damon Arnett, cut. Lynn Bowden Jr., third round pick, traded to Miami before he ever played a down for the Raiders. Brian Edwards, he's still along with the team. He's a starter. Still have high hopes for him. Tanner Muse, he's on the Seahawks practice squad. John Simpson, he's a starter because Richie Incognito has not played a down this year. So he's in there. Fourth round pick out of Clemson. And then Amik Robertson is still on the team, but he got benched. So that 2020 draft class is not looking too hot, and that's how you keep the cupboard filled. You have to be able to hit on some draft picks. And that 2020 draft class, as Mike Mayock went through it, is not looking too hot at all. 2.26 is the time. We're live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. When we come back, we'll talk to Rich in Oakland. We'll talk to Passionate Raider. We'll talk to Mitch in New Jersey. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's unnecessary roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 2.31 is the time. Here we are at the Oyo Hotel and Casino Underground Lounge. We'll be here. Well, the show will go on until 4 o'clock. And then, of course, Monday Night Football will be in action. Got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears. Good looking out, Danny. I was trying to remember. I was like, wait a minute. As I keep thinking about Khalil Mack and the fact he's not playing, but Justin Fields is playing. So there you go, Chicago and the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
will be in action on these TVs tonight. You can come by and get a good view of it. Right now, uh, the Raiders make the official signing of Deshaun Jackson. They just sent out the email, so I'm actually tweeting that out as we speak. Another reason why I couldn't remember who was playing tonight, but it's all good. Clearly, I cannot chew gum and uh, walk at the same time, but it's okay. I don't get paid to walk or chew gum, so <laughs> I guess I'm doing okay. But let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line, some very patient listeners, 702-365-9200. Let's start out with Raider Convert. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show, my man. Hey, Q. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing, my man? Hey, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a recent convert here, and uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm one of those wonks that jumps on the uh, over-the-cap website, and I do some dead money calculations. Yes. You know, when you miss on a number one, it hurts you in the future, too. Like, Russ is going to be uh, $3 million and five, $8 million total dead money. Arnett's going to be 7 You know, Cleveland Farrell, he's not going to be worth his salary next year. And if they cut him next year, that's going to be $10 million in dead money. And then I noticed there's uh, Mayock's been doing a lot of voidable, adding a lot of voidable, voidable years onto these contracts to bring down the hit. Yannick Ngakwe's got three voidable years. Littleton. Uh, and Kwiatkowski, yep. you know, I mean, uh, hey, there's no denying Mayock's uh, been missing uh, pretty pretty severely on these first-round picks, but he's also doing damage into the future with these dead cap money charges, and it's, uh, it's kind of a bummer, man. I like Mayock. I, I loved him on TV. I think he's a straight-up straight guy, but uh, he's doing some damage there. Yeah, no, and great call, and I love uh, OverTheCap.com as well. I check that out all the time. Uh, thank you for the research that you did, and you're right, man. That's, that's something that everybody's got to remember because Raider Nation is, is, uh, is excited about next year. Not that they're not excited about this year, but excited about next year because the Raiders are supposed to have a lot of salary cap space. But now, like you mentioned, dead cap money, dead cap money. Guess what you could spend that on? Nothing. That's why it's called dead you spend it on nothing. That's a great point that you bring up. Not only are you missing out on the talent, you're missing out on the dinero. You're missing out on what the, the dinero could do for you. So uh, I think with Arnett, and this is just a gut feeling. I've not heard this from anyone. This is just straight out my gut, and maybe it's just gas. I don't know. I'm assuming with the video that is out with Arnett, there may be a way that the Raiders can void out his contract because his conduct detrimental to the team and I'm sure there's some language in that contract. That's the one thing about it that we don't know for a fact right now is how they go about, you know, that, that kind of a thing because that video was so bad. I mean, you can call that terroristic threats if you want to. You know, I mean, that's, that's like some real deal stuff. And then who knows with rugs as well. So those are two cases that we may have to revisit at a later time. But for the most part, you're spot on when it comes to contracts and money and how that can impact the future. Great call. Thank you again. For uh, hitting us up, man. That's awesome. I do appreciate you. Let's go out to Passionate Raider, who, well, by his name, you can tell is very passionate. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Man, what's happening, Q? Great, great question earlier, man. You know, that was my whole point. You know, I've called him to, you know, I kind of spaced my questions out, you know, but man, still, that, 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 was, that was disappointing yesterday, man. That was disappointing. But, you know what? It is what it is. It's November football. We're used to it, man. So, I mean, hey, I'm not going to I'm not going to be one to say I'm, I'm jumping off my team, but, hey, I'm going to call it like it is. That was, that was piss poor yesterday. Yeah. But a question, question for you. Does Mayock keep his job? Does he keep his job? Because like the caller before me, dude, you can't make mistakes like this in the NFL and keep your job. Another thought, but another reason I have, and, and, and can he blame it on Gruden? Can he That's... blame – 
Can he? I mean, because, dude, you can't be a GM and make these mistakes. This Agreed. Is, this is the NFL, man. This is right. the NFL. Yep. This is our future, dude. We sit back as fans and got to deal with this. This is not – this is the worst year of Raider football in my 37 years of being a Raider fan. It's embarrassing right now, man. Yeah, I agree. Embarrassing, man. And this falls back. It all falls back. Uh, Mr. Davis, Mike Mayock, and John Gruden. Yes, there's a couple good guys in there right now, dude, but you know what? When you're on the platform that you're on right now and you made mistakes that you made, yep. someone's got to pay the piper. Agreed. Agreed. Someone's got to, someone's got to go because you know what? If, if this Derek Carr is going to do the same thing again in November, he's got to go too because I'm tired of it, man. Right. I'm just tired. I, I can't take it no more, man. I still love my Raiders, but I can't take it, man. I understand. I understand completely. Thank you for the call, man. Very passionate as always. And and that's the case, man. I mean, it's it's been a long time coming. And right when Raider fans feel like, hey, you know, it's starting to turn the corner. I mean, we've been talking for weeks. I know I've been talking for weeks about, hey, man, they're in position. They're in first place. They got everything in front of them. Everything's cooking. Last week we were talking about Derek Carr, the savior, and then all of a sudden one bad, you know, lay of an egg on Sunday. And now you're talking about, well, is this Derek Carr in November all over again? And it's not it's not like it's it's not like it's unjustified because it's just what we're used to. It's like being in a relationship. I always like to dumb it down to things I understand because I don't understand the dynamics of NFL. I've never been on an NFL team. I'll never try to pretend like I have. But I feel like we've all been in bad relationships. But we've all taken that person back again, right? Because it's going to be different this time, right? That's what a lot of Raider Nation is in that relationship with the Raiders. Oh, I love them, I love them, I love them. All right, I break up with them. Oh, it's going to be better the next time. They've changed. They're different. I've said it. They're different, right? I've said that. Oh, this person's really not crazy anymore. Yeah, I know she was crazy for years, but she's different. No, she's just older now. She's still crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's just it's the reality of it. And so I understand completely when anyone would say, this is the same old song and dance. I've been down this road a million times. After you get burned a million times, you get tired of being burned. You know what I mean? So I totally get it. So I don't blame, and I've seen a lot of people throwing fire at folks and throwing mud at them. Oh, if you're not going to be ride or die, get off. Look, man, there's only so many times you can walk the plank before you're like, damn it, I'm tired of walking the plank. Hell, I don't feel like walking the plank. I just want to sit in my house, kick my feet up, and chill. I get it. I get it. Now, I'll say this, and I just had a – it's so funny you were calling about that. I just had a text from my buddy Paul Catalina from Central Texas, and he texted me, and no joke, he said, 2016 prepared you for the Raiders this year. You've been through blank. Because 2016 was Baylor and their big dust-up and their sexual assault thing and how the wheels just fell off. And, I mean, it was tough to go to work some days, and I'm a dude who loves to go to work, but it was tough to go to work some days. I'll tell you that. A lot of doom and gloom. And then he asked me the very next text was, how does Mayock make it out? And that goes with passionate Raiders call. And I'll say this. I don't think that you can be Mike Mayock and say, oh, that was all on John Gruden. That had nothing to do with me. But I can see that how, that's how he can make it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. If Gruden's going to get dinged for some of these picks, Mayock's got to get dinged for it. If you're going to praise Mayock for some of these picks, then you've got to pr- praise Gruden. I'm not one of those dudes that separates the two. They're joined at the hip regardless if Gruden had 51% and he and, and Mayock only had 49 like Mark Davis said earlier this offseason. That's fine. I don't care. 
it's a GM and a head coach relationship. You got to take the good with the bad. You got to take the glory. It's just like Raider Nation Radio. If if this station does really well, we all do really well. If we if one of us does bad, we all do bad. It's just what it is. We all go down with the ship, or we all ride together. Simple as that. So I like to clump them together. But if I'm trying to find a way that I can maybe escape this and, and, and be given an extra opportunity, it's by saying, well, that was more on John. And I'm not saying he would say that, but maybe that's how the team justifies keeping him around. Because right now it's questionable. It is. And, and you make a lot of sense. So uh, I do appreciate uh, the call. Great stuff. Uh, let's get one more call in. Let's, how about Mitch in New Jersey? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, Mitch? Hey, Q. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, well, better than uh, just some teams. That was a bad loss. That's up yeah. there with the Bears. Bears had a better quarterback, so I don't have to lose to uh, Danny Jones. One more thing. Uh, will you say Farrell? I think that's on Mayock. I mean, and now it's three years, and he doesn't get into the game. A first-round pick, a fourth in the draft. He, I think he's got to go. Thanks for taking my call. Now, oh, did he hang up already? Did Mitch hang up already? No, I'm still here. Uh, do you, are you saying Mayock's got to go, or you're saying Farrell's got to go? Both. I mean, okay. I, mean I wish Farrell can uh, show something, but um, can't get into the game. Come on. Okay. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. So, Mitch is saying, hey, you know, you, gotta, you basically got a clean house. And I'll say, there's some really talented players in that locker room. I don't know if they're going to – and, look, I don't know what the team's going to do at the end of the season. I really don't. We've talked about it before. It could be, you know, Rich Bisaccia stick on for the – be the head coach, or they could go in another coaching search. If they're going to go in another coaching search and they're going to – oh, that's nice, really nice shirt. If they're going to go into a, a, a coaching shirt search, they may have to go into a GM search. I mean, there's so many questions that are around this team. That's why they just got to really hold it down and do the best that they can the rest of this year and, and get the very best out of it and then go into the offseason. But, yeah, there's a ton of questions. I think that a lot of people want to see what Mike Mayock can do as far as a draft without John Gruden there with him. But either way, he's going to have to, you know, team up and tag team with somebody, with some head coach. So it's a tough position to be in. It really is. But, again, it's only – Week nine is getting wrapped up tonight. They still have a long way to go in this season before you worry about who's the GM, who's the head coach, and all that good stuff. They got to figure out if that game on Sunday was a one-off event or if that was a trend. If that's a trend, then it's a problem. Keith and Sonora sent us a text on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Same old song and dance, Aerosmith. Great tune. Keith from Sonora. Thanks. I didn't realize that, but that's all good. And then one more text, and we'll take a break. Even Mayock says they must be aware of Vegas. And I wanted to, I wanted to go to break after this text. And, yes, they have to be aware of Vegas. But at the same time, a, a, a grown man has to be a grown man and accept some responsibility and not blame it on others or blame it on, well, I'm in Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to screw up because I'm in Las Vegas. I get it. It's tough. You're taking a young man out of an, an area that who knows, like a, like a guy that maybe come from Alabama or came from, you know, South Carolina or came from somewhere where he, you know, maybe even never been to the West Coast in his life and all of a sudden he's in Las Vegas where it never turns off. I get it. But at some point you also have to be in charge of your own life. You can't look around and blame yourself for, or blame others for uh, everything going on. If you can't handle the glitz and glamour of Vegas, then don't go out and enjoy the glitz and glamour of Vegas. Have the glitz and glamour of Vegas come to you. These guys can all afford to have the entertainment come to their house and never, ever leave the house, ever. I'm not saying that that's what they should do, but if you feel like you can't handle it, 
and the people around you feel like you can't handle it, if you got good people, then there you go. I just thank you. I just don't. I, I get what you're saying, and yes, it's it's something for consideration, and that's what they're supposed to do when they go into their drafting situation. They're supposed to look at it and say, "Hey, is this a person that we feel is going to be mature enough to be able to handle it? If yes, great. If no, then we have to pass." Obviously, they, like Mike Mayock said, Damon Arnett had plenty of issues coming into it. Probably a guy they should have passed on. I was actually surprised to say when, when I heard him say, yeah, there's plenty of issues, but yet they still decided to make a first-round draft pick. That kinda, that's why I asked. I followed up immediately with the high-character question. So there's, there's blame to go around, but ultimately, if you're given an opportunity, if, you're, if, a, if a silver spoon is being put in your mouth and you decide to reject it, that's also 100% on you. 244 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Come on by. We just got hooked up with some more prizes, including this great Modelo Raiders bag that you can actually take to the game because it's see-through. It's one of those that is uh, stadium-friendly. I got that. I got some more T-shirts to give out. I got all kind of stuff for you. Come by. How about your boy? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 2.49 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Got a few minutes uh, left in hour number one. Then we'll kick into hour number two, and we'll have Brian Custer from ESPN, also the Last Stand podcast, Showtime Boxing. He'll join us at 3 o'clock to talk about Canelo and Plant, the whole card. This should be a fantastic conversation. Always looking forward to talk to Brian. That's coming up at 3 o'clock, the top of the hour. But right now i got a great uh, lineup of listeners, great patient listeners that have been waiting on the Raider Nation listener line to get their thoughts in, including Aaron right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Aaron? What's up, Q? How you doing, man? Man, chilling, man, chilling. Yeah, I know you didn't have a rough birthday week dealing with these <laughs> Raiders, man. You know, uh, let me just start off by saying, man, I'm getting ready to show my age here. I don't know how old you guys are. I don't know if you guys have seen the Twilight Zone, but that's what I feel like I'm in. I've been a <laughs> lifelong Raider. I grew up in Los Angeles. My dad took me to a Raider game when I was about 10 years old. They was playing the L.A. Rams. And my dad bought me a Ram hat. By the time I walked out of that stadium, I gave him that hat back. Told him nice. the Raiders is my team, you know. And it, it just, I, I just, I don't get it, man. I don't understand what are we doing, you know, with these draft picks. You know, the 2020, we could instead of taking them two clowns, we could have got DK Metcalf. We missed out on Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers when he was in the draft. Um, I just, I don't get it, man. I, I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. I'm just, I'm, I'm just tired. You know, I'm, I, I have it tattooed on my arm, so I can't leave, you know. But, geez, I, I don't get it, man. And you can't blame it on Vegas. Like you were just saying a few minutes ago, if you, can't, if you can't turn it off, I mean, if you can't deal with Las Vegas, then stay, stay at home, yep. you know, because you're here to do a job, you know, and you're supposed to be a grown man, exactly. you know. And I don't know, man. I'm, I'm highly disappointed in the Raiders, not to mention that, that let down yesterday, you know, we talking about playoffs and we can't beat the two and five Giants. Right. You know, especially after coming off and we had a whole week of rest. I understand the Henry Ruggs thing and everything that's probably still on people's minds and everything, because it's definitely still on ours out here in Las Vegas. But, man, you can't beat the two and five Giants, man. I I don't know. I don't know, Q. I'm, I'm looking for some answers myself, man. But anyway, <laughs> man, happy belated birthday, man. I'm sorry you had to go through all this during your birthday week. Uh, and uh, thanks for taking my call, man. 
Absolutely. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. And, hey, no worries, man. I'm blessed to have another birthday week, man. I'm 45 years old now. I'm just blessed to make it to that day and, uh, you know, and, and, and waking up each and every day. So, uh, believe me, I'm living my best life. And you're spot on, man. I mean, you're a grown man. You're supposed to be doing a job. And if you can't handle your job's location, then that's on you. I'm sorry. That's on you. Yes, there's temptations around. There's temptations everywhere. I came from Waco, Texas. There's temptations everywhere. Let me tell you all the drama that goes on in Waco, Texas, a place that I didn't even know existed until I got there and hung out there for 10 years, by the way. I'm telling you, there, you can get a temptation anywhere. Yes, things a little bit easier to get to. Is it a little bit stay open a little bit later? Sure. If you want to get in trouble and find trouble, guess what, Jack? You can find trouble. I don't care where you're at. You can find trouble anywhere you want to. All you've got to do is go out with some bad intentions. Damon Arnett could have sent that video from anywhere. Las Vegas didn't have nothing to do with him sending a, vague, uh, a video out with guns in it, telling someone to come pull up on him so he can kill him. What did they have to do with Las Vegas? Let me ask that question. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. What did that have to do with Las Vegas? You tell me guns are only located in Vegas? I don't think so. You tell me Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok or whatever the hell social media outlet he was on is only available in Las Vegas? I don't think so. So I ask you. What about four crashes of a, of a rental car? Does that only happen in Las Vegas? I don't think so because I haven't crashed my own car. I know a lot of people that drive fine. I know a lot of people that drive crazy, but I know a lot of people that drive fine. That's on him. It's not Vegas' fault he crashed four rentals in a month. It's not Vegas' fault. Oh, there's Damon Arnett. Let's crash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Raider Mike, you're up next. What's on your mind, my man? It's 4Q Myers, bro. <laughs> I'm here at the Luxor. My cousin bought this room. Got to see the stones. You can't always get what you want. Sing it. But if you try sometimes. Sing it. You get what you need. What's up, Q? Chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm blessed. Anyway, aren't we all blessed? Yes. Yeah, I can't help you, D. Arnett, I can't help you. Just can't. And uh, stage door, that's not a Raider bar. Sorry, don't claim it. Can't do it. Anyway, this place, even though I, you quit drinking, you just remain drunk. So Vegas gets a hold of you. I get it. Anyway, that was pathetic. Against the Giants. Come on, boys. Can't do that. Can't do it. And the Muppet Kingdom is about to go down. Bring uh, bring bring your bring your stuff, Chiefs. Bring it. Anyway. Q, love you. Love the show. If I could get there, I would. My cousin says no, you gotta go lay down. Anyway. <laughs> See you, my man. Hey, that's a good. That's probably a good decision. Probably a good decision. If your cousin's saying lay it on down, lay it on down. But see, that's the responsibility right there. That's being responsible. You can have a good time. You can act a fool. You can get out of your element. But someone or yourself needs to make the responsible decision to shut it on down. Where others we've seen, especially as of late, have not made a responsible decision to shut it on down. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. And yeah, that was a. 
Terrible performance on Sunday. Again, I mentioned at the top of the show, bad time to have a bad game. Really, it was just, it's just that simple. And I know that their hearts were heavy. I know that there was a lot on their mind, but I mentioned it, and I've multi- I'll, I'll, I'll go to my grave with it. When you're a professional at anything and you get an opportunity to get out there and do what you do, it could take you away from that heavy heart or what's going on for at least a couple hours. So Derek Carr had a bad game. I know a lot of people say, oh, Henry Ruggs was probably on his mind. I'm sorry. At some point, you've got to clear that. At 10 a.m., you've got to be ready to go and kick someone's ass. It's as simple as that. You've got to be ready to go and attack. And at least for that three, four hours, whatever the time period is, you're, you're clicking. You're doing your thing. Afterwards, you can get back in your feelings. It happens all the time. We do it in relationships all the time, right? I couldn't tell you how many times I went on the radio with a heavy heart about something or something drastic on my mind. But you wouldn't know it once I turned the mic on because it's on. It's game time. I'm expected to do a job, and damn it, I'm going to do the job. Afterwards, I can get in my feelings later. 2.56 is the time when we come back live from the Underground Lounge. Inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, we'll be talking to Brian Custer from ESPN. You see him on SportsCenter. He's got a podcast that's outstanding, the Last Stand podcast. He was on Showtime's boxing event, Canelo and Plant, on Saturday night here in Vegas. We'll talk to him next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Rare Nation Radio 920.